Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. All right, full disclosure. I'm a pretty healthy guy and I count my blessings all the time. Every time I think I have a problem, it turns out I don't have a problem. I'm not on any medications and I feel pretty good. But I have recently started worrying about dementia. Why? Well, I'm not as young as I used to be and sometimes I forget stuff like where I left my phone or what I was about to say. So I did a little research and I found out that those things are pretty normal and they're really nothing at all to worry about. And as you might have guessed, I am also a hypochondriac. And people have referred to me as demented, but that, again, is something completely different. I found a great example of the difference between normal aging and someone with dementia. It was on the website dementia.org. They said normal forgetfulness is walking into the kitchen and forgetting what you went in there for, or misplacing the keys. A person with dementia, however, may lose their car keys and then forget what they're used for. So far, that hasn't happened to me. Wait, what was I just saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You gotta have a sense of humor today because the topic is pretty heavy. The truth is, forgetting things from time to time, that's all perfectly normal. And if we didn't have that ability, we'd probably go insane. It's the skill of remembering that we should probably be celebrating here. And I've got one more fact for you. Dementia is not a disease. It's a general term for people with the kind of impaired ability to think or make decisions that actually interferes with their everyday activities. The most common type of dementia is Alzheimer's disease. There are others, but that's about all I'm qualified to give you right now. And when you're diagnosed with that kind of disease, you're going to need some help. And hopefully, it'll be from a person as caring as Pieta Valentine, psychotherapist. I had a physiotherapy practice 25 years working with occupational abuse syndrome, RSI, OS, and all the muscle tension and mental tension with goes, that goes with that. So mental stress was always a very interesting aspect. But after 40, 40 years as a physiotherapist, I thought, you know, it's good to do something new. And it just, it just sort of fell upon this dementia work, which I, actually, which I really enjoyed. And from a physiotherapist perspective, there's always the interest of rehabilitating the patient, but if not that, at least enabling them to manage to the best of their ability. And so began her work with dementia patients. When I saw all this, these people shut down and shut off, I thought, surely, surely something can be done. And so from there, just, you know, quietly, I worked away on this work and all of which is explained in the book. The book is called The Resident's Voice from a Dementia Unit, and in it, she not only introduces us to several of her patients, but she gives us a look at the day-to-day -day life in a dementia unit, something that's really interesting to learn about. And I thought if you happen to find yourself in the need of that for real, this could be a really good resource. That's why I've written the book, actually. I've explained everything about the routine of a dementia unit. Every, all, all the um, staff and what they do, how you recognize them, the security codes, how to set up the room, you know, there's how to fill out the forms. It's an enormous amount to do if someone goes into the dementia unit. And if you can know a lot of that information in advance, it won't be such a shock to the system for the relative, you know, and if the relative's settled, then they'll be able to help the person that's going in, more likely. Forewarned is forearmed. Knowing what to expect in this type of situation can be a huge help since most of us really have no idea what to expect. We hope we never have to learn about it, or at least not firsthand. There's also another extremely useful bit of information in this book, and it's the essence of the whole thing. 
these people still have a working intellect, even though their memories faded or gone or finished. Yeah, that's the thing I found most interesting. Aside from meeting some of the patients, knowing that while they have lost their memories or whatever, they're still people. And her findings are documented in a report which is also in the book. So that was built from the fact when I started to realize that these people could still actually think and you could encourage that. From a physiotherapy perspective, I was encouraging them and motivating them to, to concentrate just as I would in my physiotherapy practice encourage patients to concentrate on the exercises and do their exercises. I was encouraging these people to think and concentrate and contribute and communicate and expecting them to and saying that they actually had to. <laughs> if they were in the group, there was that expect that they had to start communicating. This took a long time. The concentration took a lot of time to build up. That's the hardest thing. But once people with dementia have learned the technique to be able to concentrate reading being a very big part of this by the way then you can actually build up the skills of confidence and communication from that readers are leaders isn't that how the expression goes now i don't think harry truman was necessarily talking about dementia patients when he said not all readers become leaders but all leaders must be readers but it is important to all of us at all stages of life that we do things that keep our mind active Reading is an excellent option for doing that. It's something she discovered in her findings, and it's also one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. But anyway, the bottom line is... So much can be done in a positive, practical way to help. Yeah, how's that for a one-liner? The challenges of memory and direction orientation loss affect everyone from the patient to their families and their caregivers. They all need help. Knowing that dementia patients have a working intellect that can be engaged and activated is huge. With the right kind of care, patients with dementia can learn to activate that intellect and live a better life. Now, just to clarify, the existence of the intellect is not what's new, but how it can be activated with people with dementia. That's the true revelation in this book. I've actually written two books, one after the other, but the first half of The Resident's Voice is a novel about the characters in the dementia unit based on my observations and experiences over many years. But it goes through the story of them being able to build up their thinking capacity, build up their concentration, their communication skills, and finally developing their own unique community. The central uh, four or five pages is the report on this, the academic work. And then the last half is all the physiotherapy techniques that family and friends can do to help their loved ones with dementia in a very practical, positive way. Her books are The Resident's Voice from a Dementia Unit and The Resident's Rise from a Dementia Unit. And if you or someone you know is affected by dementia, they offer a nice perspective on not only what life is like in the unit, but it gives you a strategy and some good advice on what to do. Her books are available in tons of places online. Just Google The Resident's Voice and you'll see them. We've added links to some of the big sites like Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and Exlibris.com. They're over in the show's description, so a couple of links will get you everything you need there. And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. Newsgram.